Hey y'all, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good morning. How y'all doing? Welcome, 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 welcome. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hey Masa, good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. Hey Shane, the Shannon. I love you. Thank you just for your faithfulness. Thank you for how you give. Thank you for how you pour. Thank you for how you so. Hey Tina, good morning. Hey y'all. Oh, good morning, 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 good morning. Let me do some sharing, okay? As soon as I get my sharing done, hey, Mimi, Mimi, send me a message. Tell me where we are, what's going on, so I know what to pray for and how to pray. Good morning. Hey, Kirby. Kirby, I'm going to message you today because I got something to tell you. We'll be your way soon. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Woo, come on. 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 Y'all, I'm excited. Like, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good morning. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, Stasi. Good morning, Katina. Thank you for sharing, Katina. And thank you for um, your testimony. I'm going to respond to your text. You don't know how much I needed to hear that today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, I'm sharing to my groups. You share to your groups, you share to your people. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you for strength. Thank you for glory. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for love. Thank you for power. Thank you for protection. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you, Father God, for you being God. Uh, Shama, see you in a minute, girl. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. I'm not acting right. Um, we lift up the next the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you are our strong tower and our reasonable portion. Y'all ready for the word? Ready for the word? Ready for the word? Come on, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you. Good morning. Hey, Sharmana. Hey, Ma. How you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Good morning. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning, Tremaine. Good morning, Deshana. Oh, I said, good morning. I'm so excited to see Deshaun doing. Good morning, Marcinia. If I say your name wrong, don't be acting funny with me. I'm trying. Good morning, Sharice. Good morning, Markeisha. Good morning, Wakisha. I like Markeisha's. Come on. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on in the room. Do me a favor and share and let's get started. This is the day that the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We will enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. The Lord that God has made us the head and not the tail. Hey, Yara, um, above and not beneath, a lender and not a borrower. We are redeemed from every curse of the law. No sickness, no disease, no plague shall come near our dwelling. We will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go 
walk in love in all that we do, remain humble in all that we do. We will honor and obey our God, my God, and those in authority over us. We have the authority over Satan, and we command him to get under our feet. You better tell Satan, shift on out the way. The blood of Jesus is against you, and we command him to get under our feet and to stay there in the name of Jesus. Yep, Malisha, I like that today. I'll become one with the word of God. Come on, y'all. You got to know what the word says. You got to say what the word says. You got to speak what the word speaks. There is bad blood between me and Satan. I don't play no games with him. I don't have no time for him. Come on. I am God's workmanship. He made me a new creation. He created me in Christ Jesus. Come on. Point, point to yourself today. Write it in the notes today. I see myself as God sees me. Woo! Come on. That was freedom right there. Come on. I see myself as God sees me. Say it. Let's say it. Let's put it bold. Let's put it in the statements. Let's let me. I see myself as God sees me. Meaning if I see myself as God sees me, I'm not getting ready to see myself any less. I see myself as God sees me. And then you got to start meditating how God sees you. Some of y'all been lowballing yourselves because you still look at yourself through what your mama said. You still look at yourself based on your accomplishments. You think because you ain't fulfilled the dream or the vision or the goal yet, then there, there's a lower version of you. No, today we bind the eyesight. Today we breaking the chains. Today we destroying the yokes. Today we're throwing it back way if whether or not we feel worthy. I see myself as God sees me. I see myself, Connie, as God sees me. Nothing less. I see myself as God sees me. That's it. Nothing else. I see myself as God sees me. Now, this is a new year. We haven't done this in a while, but I hear the Lord and I feel the Lord on this. And when he tells me to do this, I must obey him. Connie Franklin, drop your cash app. Um, on the, the the live feed down there and if the lord places on your heart to be a blessing to connie franklin then y'all sow into connie's life you don't have to this is enforced this is something that we do in our community i only do it when the spirit of the lord says so connie um put your cash app down there if you got cash app sow a seed into connie's life it could be five dollars two dollars three dollars one dollars don't overthink the amount of the seed let's just be a blessing to connie today as the lord see fit um because i know if god is asking us to do something, then this is something God wants us to do. And as my good friend Julia says, it's a good day to sow. But do not feel rushed or mad or upset or understand you do not have to give. Every time we get into giving, people get offended. You do not ever have to give. But I will tell you this, by the same measure that you give out is the same way that it's measured to you. And I believe in that a hundredfold. So let's, if it went to once Connie drops, drops her cash app, I'm going to pin it. Sow a seed in the Connie. I'm going to sow a seed in the Connie. The ministry will sow a seed in the Connie. Come on. I want to give you a few more confessions for yourself. I have righteousness. It was given to me. I believed into righteousness and I received it into the new birth. I have right standing with God and I am righteous with God. There she go. There are cash app is dollar sound, Brian I. 870 dollar sign brown eyes 870 if you want to put this somebody type that on instagram if you want to give to connie um get blessed connie with a seed today it says i have righteousness that was given to me i believed in righteousness and i received it at new birth i have right standing with god i am righteous come on y'all 
God. Come on now. You've received righteous. You are the righteousness of God. You are righteous. Can I tell you something else? God hears you when you pray. Will you put that down in the comments? God hears me when I pray. Come on. God hears me when I pray. You need to understand and know that like God hears me when I pray. You are not praying and God don't hear you. Woo! Come on. God hears me when I pray. Yeah, say it again. God hears me when I pray. God hears me when I pray. Come on. I just put the book on his cash app if the Lord hears. God hears me when I pray. So stop thinking when you're praying that God doesn't hear you. God hears you when you pray. Kelly, I just put the cash app again up on the screen. Dollar sign, brown eyes, B-R-O-W-N-E-Y-E-S-870. Um, God hears me when I pray. We're standing in that today. That's what we're standing today. Now, Father God, open the ears and the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We cast out every negative mindset, woo, every plot ploy and plan of the enemy. We open our hearts today to receive your word. We thank you for divine inspiration. We thank you for fresh revelation. We thank you, Father God. We are moving and growing from this place to that place that you will not leave us in a place, Father God, where we do not have what we need. So today we tap, we pull on your wisdom. Give us wisdom for our finances. Uh, give, them, give us wisdom for our homes. Give us wisdom for our children. Give us wisdom for our marriage. Give us wisdom for our future marriages, Lord God, and increase our discernment uh, today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Increase our discernment today uh, in the name of Jesus. So God hears you when you pray. Like God hears you when you pray. And you need to, you need to hold on to that and stand that position. See, we think prayers is like milking a cow. See, if you ain't never met, I'm a little country. Y'all, I'm a little hood, I'm a little country. We think prayers is like milking a cow, right? Like we just go in, ooh, 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 and then God immediately puts into position what we need. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes what we need may come later on down the line. Sometimes what we need Sometimes what we need may happen at a particular time and a particular season. Somebody was uh, a friend of mine was inboxing me last last time and they were like, you know, it's been um, I think it's going into it's the ninth year. It's been nine years since your um, it's been nine years since your husband died and you ain't been married yet. And I said, it, it ain't that I couldn't be married. God heard me the first time I prayed. Right. It was God. It's God's will for me to be married again. Like it ain't. So it ain't that I couldn't be married. It's that marriage is an assignment. And, and, and instead of me looking for the fairy tale and the fantasy, I need to make sure that I'm in the proper position to receive my next assignment. I said, so it ain't, so why you, it ain't that it, I can't be married. married. Marriage is an assignment that's to grow us closer in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So when you understand, when you get finally revelation and you grow up and you mature and you understand that marriage is an assignment, then you'll stop looking for the fantasy and the fairy tale. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll stop looking for the fantasy and the fairy tale. Disney lied to us. Disney lied to you. Uh, Hallmark lies to you. Uh, Lifetime lies to you. Marriage is an assignment. And so I said to them, I said, it's not that I couldn't be married. I could have been married if I just wanted to get married. If marriage was about me just laying up with somebody, I could have been married and been laid up with somebody. But God didn't call me just to lay up with somebody. God didn't call me to get a get out of jail free card and so that i'm i'm good because i'm having legalized sex that is not what god called me to do it's an assignment the the marriage is supposed to reflect the relation between god and his church if you go back and study the relationship between god and his church sometimes it's tumultuous Sometimes it ain't good. Sometimes it's right, right? And then if you understand your divine positioning as a woman to submit, to surrender, uh, to be his helpmate, he is not here to be your helpmate. Uh, you're, you to be in position. And help mean does not mean run him. Help mean does, mean does not mean take over. When Adam was speaking to, when God was speaking and he put Adam in position and Adam named all the animals. And then after he finished doing his job, and for my brothers, I'm going to help you, your helpmate will come when you are in position and you know what you want out of life. So when Adam was in position um, for, for Eve to even have something to help, I got to go. And when Adam was even in position for Eve to have something to help, he was in the middle of performing his assignment to the kingdom. He was performing his assignment. As Adam is performing his assignment to the kingdom, God recognizes that in order for Adam to be able to do this effectively, I need to send him a help mate. He is lonely and I don't want to leave him. And it's not good for man to be alone. So I need to send him one of his kind. Woo! Come on. Lord, thank you for sending me one of my kind. I need to send him one of his kind. I'm sending him one of his kind, right? So then I'm just giving this to you. This is in G G Genesis. This is in Genesis. So he said, I need to send you one of his kind. I don't know how we got here today, Lord, but this is not on my, my assignment. Um, and so when he got in there, go over to Genesis. I'm not making this up. When he got in there, the Lord pulled him in a deep sleep. And when the Lord took him and pulled him into a deep sleep, see, Adam had to fall into a deep sleep to receive what he needed to receive from God. So when God pulled him in a deep sleep, see, this is supernatural. Marriage is supernatural. My God, the relationship you're supposed to be attached to, the thing that you're supposed to do is supernatural. It is not a normal, earthly, fleshly type thing. And this is why our marriages keep failing because most of us don't understand the supernatural assignment that comes from God. There is going to be a fleshly benefit. There is, it, because if it's operated in the supernatural, it's gonna tap into something in the flesh. And when it taps into something in the flesh, it is going to produce something with the grace of God in it. But some days it may not feel good. And some days it may not look good. And some days it may not taste good. But if, if it is born of God and it's properly stewarded, and it's properly sold into, then what will begin to happen will become so magical because God can get the glory out of it. And then the strength and the, the fortitude you need to finish till death do us part will come to you because you'll recognize that what I am doing is stewarding over what God gave me. This is not about me. Woo! Come on. 
This is not, you got to put point to yourself. This is not, this is not about me. This is not just about some man providing for me. This is not what this is. This is about me getting in position, right? But Markeisha, Markeisha, I'm going to set you Riker. Even if it's not born of God and it's of covenant, God can change it. I got to be truthful when I talk. Even if it's not born of God and it's covenant and you want to honor covenant, God can change it. I have seen marriages that were not born of God, but because of the righteousness of Christ Jesus, they have been flipped, turned upside down, turned around. Come on now. God is bigger than our flesh. Come on. Hold on. I just got excited. So, 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 so he's, he puts him to sleep and he pulls this rib out of his body. And when he pulls this rib out of his body, he presents to him and Eve sees her and he says this, oh, come on, somebody say this, this is what Adam was looking for. This is what Adam was, he says, this right here is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That is what God, that's the tie, that's the unity. And so when he recognized her to be a great part of him, come on now, come on now. The only way that deception got in their marriage and got in their relationship is because there was a serpent. There was a serpent. There was something in the garden. Do y'all know that Lucifer was supposed to be actually in the garden, watching over the garden, but because of jealousy, come on, y'all. Y'all got to see this. Because of him, because of jealousy, because of his erroneous thinking, he got off his assignment in the garden. And when he got off his assignment in the garden, he decided, he decided that he was going to attack what God loved. Your marriage, your, <laughs> come on, marriage in the kingdom, period, has been under attack because we are, come on, come on, let me hear, I'm going to help you this morning. Uh, because we are what God loves. We are what God adores. Come on. Oh, my God. Thank you for, my God. He done said something, Art, man. I wasn't even going to do this. My God. I wasn't even going to do this. I wasn't even going to put this. Psalms 8, 4, and 6. It says, what is, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast casted a crown of him with glory and honor. Thou made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Come on now. Come on now. He said, put all things under his feet. So the assignment from the enemy has been the assignment against marriage, against the relationship between man and between woman, because he was jealous of God's affection for us. And because he was jealous of God's affection for us, then he has set out from the beginning of time to destroy everything that God made good and God made marriage good and God made man good. And God made woman good. And how do I know that God made it good? If you go back over to Genesis 1, when God finished his good works, he said, this is good. <laughs> Come on. So stop thinking you're not worthy for marriage. God already completed you and said, this is good. <laughs> Come on. He already completed this thing and said, this is good. <laughs> he already completed you and said, this is good. Some of y'all been so worried about whether or not you're worthy enough for marriage or for new beginnings or for someone to love you. 
You are to be in a divine positioning unless the Lord has called you to a life of singleness. You are to be in a divine positioning to be a helpmate. But when we have skewed perspective of what it looks like, oh my God, to be a helpmate, then we will be out of position. Woo, come on. My God, let's go, let's go. Let's flow in this for a second. Let's get over to Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Woo! For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands in everything. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let them, let them in everything, right? How many of us wives, just for a second, entertain me, float with me, have really allowed themselves to be subject to their husband and everything? We're going to think for a second. I was not that wife at first. Let me help somebody. I was not that wife at first. I wanted to run my household. My ability to want to run my household interfered with the peace in my life. And because I was broken, and because I was um, immature and because I uh, didn't understand my role and my position, I did not properly submit to my husband. And my husband was a man of God, right? I didn't properly submit myself, submit myself to my husband. I didn't properly sit under his leadership um, because I thought I knew better than him. Because in some places I thought I was smarter than him. Because um, I heard, I hear the Lord like you hear the Lord too. All of the stuff that has been poured have been poured into me wrongly or thought into me wrongly or that I received wrongly, that's what I operated in. And so I did not allow my husband to have jurisdiction in everything. I don't want to tap into what it's like when you're in an abusive relationship. I can't do that right now. That takes something else. I don't want to tap into what happens with when your men are wrong. I don't want to do that. What I want to deal with today is what I feel like the Holy Spirit is positioning us is that we, if we as women will learn how to become proper helpmates and learn to submit it will change, come on, y'all, the nature of what is going on in the kingdom. This isn't about you. I want to give you something. John 15, 3. Greater love has no one than it's to lay down one's life for his friend. Woo! Come on, come on, come on, come on. When you read this scripture, we think that this is just about us giving up our life with somebody. But there is really a depth to this that Jesus is preaching and speaking. And what he is saying is this is really about the need for us to abide in Jesus. So then it shows up on Cheryl in every relationship. Ah! Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is about us needing to abide in Jesus. So it shows up in every relationship. So John 15, three, greater love has no one. Well, my husband ain't my brother. That is the ignorance that we don't know kingdom. That is the ignorance that we don't know kingdom. Because when you get to heaven, your spouse is not going to be your spouse. When you get to heaven, your spouse is going to be your brother and your sister. It is not no marriage in heaven. It is not no marriage in heaven. And since there's not no marriage in heaven, I got to get proper revelation of this on earth. So if, if Jesus is sitting there saying, greater love has no man, then he laid down his friends. This ain't about just your life. This is about you abiding in Christ. In every verse before this, Jesus gives a 
repeated commandment of love. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. This marriage thing takes a different level of love. This marriage thing takes a different level of commitment. This marriage thing, because the Satan is already against what God's love takes a different level of tenacity and takes a different level of push. So Jesus is saying, if you're going to do this marriage thing, you're going to have to abide in my love. True believers in Jesus, that we be trying to, all the signs that we are a believer, a true believer in Jesus, the sign is that you are operating, living, and abiding in love. If I encounter you and I don't encounter love, there is something going on with your relationship with Christ because love flows from the Father, flows into you, and flows into other, other people. John 13, 15, 17. He says, I set you an example. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than master, nor is a messenger. If we are to love like Christ, how dare we think? I'm I'm talking to the women today. I don't know how this started up. Fellas, get in on this. How dare we think that our love walk should be any different than Jesus? Jesus has never loved us based on what we have done. Jesus has never loved us, but no, he was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. And said, I ain't Jesus. Then if you ain't gonna be like Jesus, you don't need to be married. (laughs) True, true legitimacy of the kingdom is love. True legitimacy of the kingdom is love. And loving one another takes humility. And loving one another means loving someone like Christ. Come on now. John 15, 8 and 11. This is my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be disciples. If your fruit evidence is not love, and I'm going to tell you something, it ain't got no business showing up nowhere else before it shows up in your household. You cannot be somewhere loving somebody else, loving your job, loving your boss, loving your work spouse. You cannot be somewhere else loving harder and it does not show up in your house. True evidence that you are God's disciple is that you are bearing fruit. You gotta bear fruit. Fruit begins in your house. It can't be fruit outside your house and it ain't fruit in your house. How I will not, I didn't understand this. I will not preach to the world. I will not lay hands on the world and I don't lay hands in my house first. I will not serve the world and I don't serve my sons first. I will. I refuse to be hypocritical and to present myself as a living sacrifice to the world, but I cannot do it in my house. Fruit, come on, Julia, charity starts at home. It begins in a business. It says, as a father has loved me, this is Jesus talking, so have I loved you. Come on, I'm finna give you this. My God, let me give you this. John 15, Woo! Jesus Christ, I love you this morning, Lord. I'm gonna read it to the CSB version. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. 
Some of y'all have been in a pruning process, but you're so resistant because you feel like you're so ripe. I'm sorry. I don't even know where this is coming from. <laughs> yes, I do. Holy Spirit. Some, but you're so resistant to the pruning process because you have justified woo, your own ways, means, and thoughts of how you should love. And you are loving from brokenness and you are loving from toxicity and you are loving from trauma and you are trapped in your trauma and it is producing a toxic type love that has gotten into every relationship you are attached to. You love unconditionally uncondi and not unconditionally. And the reason is, is because you won't allow yourself to be properly pruned. There is no way you're going to produce more fruit if you don't sit in the position to let God deal with your heart and show you what's wrong with you. <laughs> It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. If you will not sit still and let him show you what's wrong with you, not what's wrong with your spouse, what's wrong with you, not what's wrong with your mother, what's wrong with you. And yes, some of the stuff that we bear fruit is because of wrong seeds have been planted in us. But how long will you put that in the comments? How long will I, how long will you allow the pains of your past, the mistakes of your forefathers to be the excuse for you missing on the true benefit of what God wants to give and flow through you and live in your life? So this is Jesus. He says, if I'm, if you're going to produce more, if you're going to be like me more, you're going to have to withstand pruning when I tap into you and tell you this is not like me. You're going to have to stand pruning and tap into when I tell you this is this what you're doing is not of God. You're going to have to withstand pruning when I tap into you and show you things in your heart that you have possessed that have limited you, that you have possessed, that have kept you in the same cyclic and cyclic relationships. He said, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. So remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the bride. Neither can you unless you remain in me. Your marriage will never work unless you remain in God. If you get out in these streets and start acting real street-like, come on, y'all, it's only going to produce more. What do I mean by streets? That which is born of the flesh <laughs> will only reap in the flesh. That which is born of the spirit will only produce in the spirit. So this is Jesus saying, I'm the vine, you're the branches. The one that remains in me and I am him is going to produce much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Nothing. We got to get in our head. If marriage is ever going to be kingdom like, I cannot do my marriage. I cannot do my relationships. Come on now. Without God in it, our marriages have been failing because we will listen to podcasts. We got people speaking as if they are the authority of God. Ooh! And all they are doing is speaking to our toxicity, to our trauma, and rising us up in a place that doesn't even look like kingdom and look like God. Oh, come on. He comes down, skip down, nine verse. He says, as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. 
remain in my love. If you keep my commandments and you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. He said, I'm telling you this. This is Jesus. He said, I'm telling you these things so that you can have joy. And that your joy is complete in me. I want to tell you this. Your spouse. This I feel so sorry for our men. I feel so sorry for our men. Oh, my God. Your spouse was never. Somebody put never. Don't put never. Put never. N-E-V-A. Your spouse was never, ever supposed to complete the place of God in Jesus. My God. So when your marriage is lacking what it needs to lack to have, when you feel unfulfilled, you don't go to your spouse and complain about all the things they're not doing. You go seek the face of Jesus. You tap into the Holy Spirit so that he can give you. Come on, y'all. Let me give you this. <sighs> My God. So here's Jesus saying, remain in me. Um, remain in my love, remain in his love. Uh, I'm telling you this so you can have more joy that if you handle this in my love and you live in this marriage in my love, that it's going to produce something else. This is him, right? This is him. And then he simply comes back, flip back over. See, we read the scriptures differently than we really should. Flip back over. Lord, how am I supposed to love this man that you gave me? This is a spiritual kind of love. First Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love is patient. It is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. It does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where fear and knowledge, it'll all pass away. Love never, ever, ever fails. If you get a chance, hold on, let me read that to you real quick in the Amplified version of the Bible, which is one of my favorite. <laughs> it says, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. It's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It's not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, meaning it is not overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take the account of a wrong endured. Some of y'all need to throw y'all, y'all, some of y'all even been getting your licks back, but some of y'all need to erase the licks that you receive. It says love bears all things regardless of what comes. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with truth. When right and true prevail, love, love is looking for the best always, hopes all things, remains steadfast during difficult times. Jesus' love for us is steadfast during difficult times. Woo! Hopes all things, never fades or ends. Woo! Thank y'all. 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 Thank you for letting me pour into you ladies this morning. Thank you for letting, letting me give you this. I spent a year and a half meditating 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Everybody was the problem but me. Everybody had an issue but me. It wasn't until I stayed in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8 
for a year and a half that I began to recognize my love was toxic. My love was tainted. My love was not love. I was even loving my children wrong because I thought this is the way that love was supposed to be, but it was broken because it did not remain in God. It remained in my flesh and it remained in what I thought was an effective kind of love. And the Lord had to open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who he called me to be in Christ Jesus and give me revelation that my brokenness was touching everything that I was connected to. This is, can I share this with y'all? This is very, very, why I'm very hesitant to just run into any relationship. I don't just build relationships out everywhere with everyone. I love everybody, but I have come into a clean understanding that relationships are assignments. Um, I don't think you can have a whole lot of assignments at one time. I don't. I think the people that you are assigned to, um, you cannot be spread too thin because you need to be able to give the intention to those direct to those relationships in which you are assigned to. That's why I don't try to be all over the place and connected to all other people and be a king because I'm on assignment. I'm here for a limited amount of time. Um, this one of my friends said this the other day. This is not rehearsal um, and I don't have time to be miss uh, not be careful with God's people. Every person is important and I don't have time to be careful. Miss, I do not have time to not be careful with God's people. I just don't. I just I just don't because I need him to hear to, to say, um, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, two things. Oh, hey, don't forget the prayer call tomorrow. Two things. If the Lord places you say, Lord, do I need to give? Lord, place on your heart to sow and to give into this ministry. Go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. We sow where we grow. Um, that's a good one. We sow where we grow. You can give there. Lord shows you all the way to give. Um, don't, you can get all of them, all of them on there. All my information, everything's on there. Um, Lord, bless the giving of your people today. I decree and declare multiplication and increase in their lives. Lord God, help them to understand that it's not just by the work of their hands, that it's also by your kingdom principles and rules. Um, in Jesus name, amen. Um, second thing is, if you have never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, um, we never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is what changed my life. This is what changed my perspective. This is what made me more loving, more kind, um, and more intentional to my relationships. And this is how you get the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the teacher, the advocator, um, your strengthener. Um, you need the Holy Spirit to finish out your assignment here on this earth. Um, if that is you and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and it's never too late, um, I did it again at 27. I went back in the water at 27. Then I need you to repeat after me, dear Jesus. I'm in need of a savior to come into my life, to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Um, I, somebody said there's something wrong with Connie's cash app. I don't know that to be true. Sometimes when if a person is getting too much into the cash app, it'll say that. But I don't know that to be Connie. Check your cash app. Somebody said there was something wrong with it. If you came in late, we were sowing a seed into our sister Connie. 
um, by way of the spirit is what the Lord told us to do. Do not feel obligated or overwhelmed or consumed to have to do that. I love you. God love you. Ladies, I'll see y'all in the morning on the prayer call. I'm going to put her cash up back up. Hold on. Um, um, I'll see y'all on the prayer call in the morning. Uh, for those of you who want to join us, it's for women only. You can um, you can um, join us. I'm going to send out that information. Go subscribe to the website so that we can um, we can um, you can stay connected and get that information. Um, I love you. God loves you. Um, God loves you so so much more. And I'm just grateful for the ability and the chance to be able to pour um into your life i'm just grateful for that um her cash app somebody drop that cash up again hurry up so i can get up off of here and get my kids up and get them breakfast uh uh I, so we can put it out again and get out of here i love you god loves you god loves you even more um greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world i sealed seal every word that we have received today in the blood of jesus and according to the word and according to his principles and according to his precepts. And I thank you, Kent. Thank you, baby. Brown eyes, 870. Dollar sign brown eyes, 870. Thank you, baby. Thank y'all. I, I love y'all. I'll see y'all Lady Saturday, tomorrow, 7. Rest of y'all see y'all next week. Monday, YouTube replay, Tuesday through Friday. See y'all live. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 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 Thank you.